This podcast contains content and language not suitable for some listeners. Welcome to Oddities and Curiosities, a podcast about murder, the paranormal, and other oddities sure to pique your curiosity. We are Amanda and Brittany. Hey. (laughs) Hi. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. We are coming to you with episode 26, Christmas Folklore. Hells yeah. Jingle bells, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. That was awesome. That was I don't perfect. Know why. Keep that in there. That was yeah, great. It just came out. Oh my gosh. We are so excited. We're super excited to be doing um some holiday shit with you guys. Mm-hmm. Figured we'd lighten it up from the past two episodes and do something fun. Yes. It's been a little twisted. Yeah, isn't we're gonna end season one with a bang. Yes. Don't, don't forget, we're uh, going on a little break. That, don't, don't cry. That what? song, Bang Bang, into the room, came into my head, <laughs> and I started to sing it. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Oh, come on. No. I have a cold, and I sound crazy. It's fine. Bear with me. Brittany's dying today. It's my turn. But thank it's God inevitable. that we have like a really good hump day treat. We have an excellent hump day treat. I love this one. I'm going, yes. this is going to be a traditional holiday drink for me from now on. Um, Brittany sent it to me a couple of weeks ago. Thank and you, Pinterest. Thank you, Pinterest. <laughs> and the website it comes from is princesspinkygirl.com. <laughs> because on Wednesdays that. we wear pink. On Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> We have a, a little cocktail called a Drunken Rudolph. Yes, ma'am. It's got vanilla ice cream, Bailey's, hot chocolate, fireball whiskey, mm-hmm. a little whipped cream, and a cherry on top, and some rosemary with a, for the garnish. Yes. You guys. They are so <laughs> good. And it smells like Christmas. Brittany can't smell it right now, but when you're drinking it, you can smell the rosemary, and it does. It smells like Christmas. I'm so jealous. I really want to smell the Christmas. As long as you can taste the oh, Christmas. Oh, I'm tasting the Christmas. Yes. Yeah. It it tastes like a red-hot ice cream with a tinge of chocolate to it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's fabulous. We're making another one. It's so creamy and delicious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I spilled a little bit. (laughs) It's that good. It's that good. It's dribbling down my chin. (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) And it started. Here we are. (laughs) Y'all, I just want to say real quick that this has been like the most fun. And season one has been awesome. And like... Thank y'all for listening. I know. Are, are we getting sappy for a second? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's been exciting. And something that we thought would be just for funsies for us has mm-hmm. become like something for other people too. And so that's really cool. And we appreciate y'all for listening and we're excited for season two. Oh my gosh. So much more to come. Yes. So much more. 
Uh, yeah, this has been crazy. I never thought that it would get to this. And it was kind of a whirlwind. It we was. just like decided, put it together and started recording in what, like a We had no months. clue what we were doing. No. But we just did it. And it has come together nicely, I think. I really yes. like us. I do too. I think I would listen <laughs> to us if I didn't know who we were. I think I would. I'm, I'm pretty sure I would too. I mean, there's moments where I go, oh, my God, Amanda, why? what is wrong with you? Why did you say that? You know, but thank God we have a great editor. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He makes us look Man. <laughs> thank you, Stephen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Christmas folklore. Yeah. Go over to our Facebook and Instagram. Look at the photos while we're talking about the cases. We've got some doozies of photos this week. Yeah, Brittany's got a bunch. I'm excited. I got it. I, I went overboard. It's fun. I love That's Christmas. Okay. <laughs> I love Christmas too. This is part of Christmas that I have not researched before. So, oh, it's funsies. Yeah. <laughs> I learned lots of stuffs. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and get started. Yeah. Teach me. So, um, we each did like two little small, uh, two little small pieces of folklore and they sort of all end up tying, tying together as they tend to do. Did not do it on purpose, but hey, that's just what happened. It's it's the way our brains go. So I'm going to kick us off with Krampus. Yeah. So, um, every year in early December, children in Austria get ready for St. Nicholas to visit them. If they've been good, he'll reward them with presents and treats. If they've been bad, they'll get a lot more than a lump of coal. They'll have to face Krampus. Mm-hmm. Who's Krampus, yeah. you ask? <laughs> He's the half man, half goat who comes around every year to chase naughty children and maybe even drag them to hell. Oh, great. So, you know, in case you were wondering. This is a good little bedtime story to tell the kitties. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hop over to the notes. Yeah. And look at the first picture. It's the one that just says Krampus. This is a typical picture of Krampus. No. The horns and the chains and the long tongue is the thing. That is creepy. Yeah. um, I don't like the tongue. And the, like, (laughs) the birch branches. Mm Mm-hmm. That's his thing. That's his jam. And you see he's got little kitties on his back there. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That's great. Probably going to hell. Yeah, carrying them away. Krampus isn't exactly the stuff of dreams, bearing horns, dark hair, fangs, and a long tongue. The anti-St. Nicholas comes with a chain and bells that he lashes about, along with a bundle of birch sticks meant to swat naughty children. Krampus is believed to have originated in Germany, and his name derives from the German word Krampen, which means claw. Okay. Krampus is one of the creepy characters who comes from folklore as one of St. Nicholas's bag counterparts. Where he's been frightening children and amusing adults for hundreds of years. <laughs> in Catholicism, St. Nicholas is the patron saint of children. His saint's day falls in early December, which helped strengthen his association with the Yuletide season. Many European cultures not only welcomed the kindly man as a figure of generosity and benevolence to reward the good, but they also feared his menacing counterparts who punished the bad. Mm. So if you want to go to the notes again, I have a picture of Krampus with Santa. Oh, how cute. (laughs) (laughs) You can see St. Nicholas is giving uh, fruit and treats to little kids and Krampus in the back is shoving one in his bag. 
Nice. So that's how they do. Oh my god. I know. Oh my god. That's crazy, right? <laughs> Thanks, Santa. Yep. Wow. Got your back, dog. <laughs> Part, parts of Germany and Austria dread the beastly Krampus, while other Germanic regions have Belschnickel and I don't know how to say this, I should have looked it up. Night Night Reprecht. Okay. Yeah, whatever. Um, black bearded men who carry switches to beat children. Ew. Much. No. France has Hans Trap and um, Pierre Fotard. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Some of these helpers, such as y'all, I, I'm i not European. Bitch, you nailing it. <laughs> Some of these helpers, such as Zwart Piet in the Netherlands have attracted recent controversy, obviously. Mm -mm. Krampus and St. Nick's other bad boys have their origins in pagan celebrations of the winter solstice. According to legend, he is the son of hell, the Norse god of the underworld. The legendary beast also shares characteristics with other scary demonic creatures in Greek mythology, including satyrs and fauns. Which I think we should do some sort of Greek mythology episode in the future. Oh because my god, that would be cool. Wait, isn't that that's not on the list? It, if it's not, it's going to be. Yeah, I'll have to peruse. Hell's yeah. Um, with the spread of Christianity, Krampus became associated with Christmas, despite efforts by the Catholic Church to ban him. Saint Nicholas visited children to reward them on December fifth. Around that time, his menacing partner would also visit kids to punish them. Krampus beats those who are naughty with branches and sticks. In some cases, he is said to eat them or take them to hell. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, go to the notes again. Okay. And look at the picture that says Krampus, too. And yeah. this one's kind of sad. But he's got a whole boatload of little <gasps> little bitty kids he's taken with him. Now, wait a minute. You can't, Those are too young. They must have been really bad. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was bizarre. I had to share that one. They wouldn't eat their food. But apparently that's how he gets them around, you know, in some some legends is Cute. by broomstick, I guess. Or his birch. A giant birch branch? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. According to folklore, Krampus purportedly shows up in towns the night of December 5th, known as Krampusnacht <laughs> <laughs> or Krampus Night. The next day, December 6th, is... Nicholas Tag or St. Nicholas Day, when children look outside their door to see if the shoe or boot they'd left out the night before contains either presents, a reward for good behavior, or a rod for bad behavior. Ooh, what kind of presents did they get? Well, it's back in the day, so probably like oranges and walnuts and shit. Okay. Yeah. In Alpine, Austria, and some parts of Germany, this day was known as Krampusnacht or Krampus Night when adults might dress up as Krampus to frighten children at their homes. <laughs> so instead of dressing yes. up as Santa, <laughs> they dress up as Krampus. Okay, I like this. <laughs> Krampus's frightening presence was suppressed for many years. The Catholic Church forbade the ruckus celebrations and fascists in World War II Europe found Krampus despicable because it was considered a creation of the Social Democrats. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> Let's scare the kids. <laughs> Children might have also seen Krampus running through the street during a Krampus loft. <laughs> Literally a Krampus run. 
So if Krampusnacht, why do I feel like I'm reading a Dr. Seuss book? <laughs> if Krampusnacht was a way to scare kids into behaving themselves, the Krampusloff, which isn't tied to any specific day, was a way for grown men to blow off steam while probably still scaring kids. <laughs> so I feel like you would really enjoy the Krampusloff. <laughs> That definitely sounds like a Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> a more modern take on the tradition in Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, and the Czech Republic involves drunken men dressed as devils who take over the streets for a Krampuslauf, a Krampus run of sorts, when people are chased through the streets by the devils. So yeah, let's give the guys an excuse to get drunk and run through the streets. <laughs> in costume. In costume. Yeah, let's do it. Go to the notes and look at the one that uh, just says Krampus Run. Holy crap. And this is just a picture, um, an example of some of the elaborate costumes. No. That people wear for the Krampus Run. You see there's both male and female. In this yeah. Picture. They're getting it. Damn. Those are really good costumes. Yeah. <laughs> Beginning in the late 20th century, amid efforts to preserve cultural heritage, Krampus Runs became increasingly popular. Poplier <laughs> in Austria and Germany. We'll just leave that in there. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> like Krampusnacht, the Krampuslauf tradition <laughs> continues to the present day. So if you want to go um, to the notes again and the one that says Krampus Run 2. Yeah. Oh my that goodness. is people. That is a lot of onlookers. People. Like you can hardly see the people in costume for all the people they're watching. Like I it's mean, crazy. I'd go. Me too. Fuck yeah. Well, just wait. Just wait. Okay. There's, some, there's a little something for us in this story. Shut up. <laughs> for real. Yeah. The introduction of mass visual media couldn't help but sweep the charismatic Krampus up in its wave. When the postcard industry experienced a boom in Germany and Austria in the 1890s, it opened the way for Krampus Carton. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I think I'm getting good at this. I like it. You're uh, Yeah. <laughs> These holiday cards weren't meant to make you feel warm and fuzzy. I mean, if there's one benefit that we've gotten from this is, you know, our pronunciations have improved. Yes. A little. A little bit. (laughs) I don't know. We have a few German listeners. Let me know how I'm doing. I may be butchering everything. way far off? (laughs) Do we at least get the English-American version of it right? (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) DM us. One's marked Gruß von Krampus, greetings from Krampus, showed Krampus stuffing a distressed child into his satchel or preparing to hit one with his bundle of birch sticks. Oh, great. That's a wonderful postcard right there. Go to the notes and look at the one that says Krampus postcard. Hell yeah. He's got a line of children (laughs) chained up. He's got his birch branches, his birch sticks and chains and... Baskets on his back and the tongue. Always with the tongue. It's like Miley Cyrus over here. I mean, what are you? (laughs) (laughs) We'll put a photo of them next to each other. (laughs) Yeah. That's perfect. Or Gene Simmons, whoever you want to go with. (laughs) I don't know. I kind of like the Miley Cyrus (laughs) reference. (laughs) We'll do both. Is it sad that that's what came to mind? Not Gene Simmons. Miley Cyrus came to mind. No, I mean, I was jamming to Hannah Montana on the way home from Texas today. (laughs) Who are we? (laughs) Who are we? Okay. 
Many of these postcards depicted Krampus going after children with sticks, uh, leading them away in chains, or carrying them off in his bag. There were also cards that were a little more adult. Oh. Krampus cards in the early 20th century showed him punishing children, yes, but also proposing to women. What? So, go look at postcard two. Okay. And you will see Krampus Uh, proposing to a lady. Is she going to say yes? There were also some, um, I was trying to find one that directly related to the story, but there were others. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Uh, a little more sexualized ones. Oh. It was bizarre. Google Krampus postcards if you want to learn more. <laughs> <laughs> Putting it in my list now. <laughs> in some cards, Krampus is portrayed, um, as a large woman whipping tiny men with her birch sticks and carrying them off in her satchel. No. And another, a smiling woman dangles a defeated-looking Krampus in the air, holding his bundle of birch sticks behind her back. Yeah. Tried to find that one, and I couldn't. You can draw your own conclusions about the gender politics in these. <laughs> okay. For over a century, most Americans probably never saw a Krampus card or even knew who Krampus was. That changed in 2004 when art director and graphic designer um, Monty Beauchamp Mm -hmm. published a book of Krampus cards and helped organize an art show inspired by the cards. I feel like I want to find this book. Uh, Yeah. What a lovely coffee table piece for the holidays. (laughs) Yeah. Put it out there with the night before Christmas. There you go. (laughs) What what is that? 12 days of Christmas. Uh, Yeah. I don't know. I've got a few. Partridge in a pear tree. (laughs) Yeah. It's that story. <laughs> At our house, we have Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, yeah. We have the Nightmare Before Christmas book. <laughs> yeah, so you could just have all four of those out. Yeah. That's just how we do things. I like yeah. it. I think Nightmare Before Christmas would look good next to Krampus. Well, it yeah. goes. It goes. Ties it all in. <laughs> Whether or not Beauchamp is primarily responsible for introducing Krampus cards to the U.S., Krampus has since become a sort of ironic icon in America. Etsy has a whole section of items inspired by classic Krampus cards. Yeah. And if you don't have time to send cards, you can buy an ugly Krampus sweater to wear to your local Krampus party or Krampus schloff. Holy shit. We need those. I have to tell you, a couple years ago, I found Krampus gift bags at (gasps) World Market. And a few of our friends got Krampus gift bags. <laughs> oh, my God. Jonathan got one. He still has it. He saved his Krampus gift bag. I wonder if we could find those and use those for the Christmas party gifts. <laughs> for <work>. Done. Done. <laughs> Who's this from? Oh, Amanda and Brittany. Yeah. This <laughs> was one mind. of them. Yeah. Watch out, work people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm on the party planning committee. <laughs> Maybe we need some Krampus <laughs> tradition thrown in. I'm sure they would love it. Oh, yeah. Throw in a mask or two. <laughs> I'm going to get kicked off the committee. Oh, darn. <laughs> but Krampus has been having a resurgence over the past few years, thanks partly to a bah humbug attitude in pop culture, with people searching for ways to celebrate the Yuletide season in non-traditional ways. In the United mm-hmm. States, people are embracing the dark side of Christmas with Krampus movies, special Krampus television episodes, and they're throwing Krampus parties, attending local Krampus knots in cities like Washington, D.C. and New Orleans. Of course. Yeah, gotta love our home city. 
and running in Krampus themed races. So go to the notes. Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> and look at the shirt, the shirt, geez, look at the picture that says Krampus run tees. <gasps> These are some t-shirts from a Krampus run from somewhere. I don't know where I can't oh zoom God. in close enough to find out. I would love a Krampus run shirt. Well, we have to go. No, yes. I'm not going to run anywhere. I just want the shirt. No, it's not. Do you, do you I'll, have I'll be to a, run? I'll be a spectator. Yeah. Can you skip? Can we go to a Krampus skip? You can walk. They don't care if you don't run. I know it's, it's still considered exercise and it might kill us. But it is might be Krampus? the one time in our lives where it's worth it. Is there a Krampus dawdle? I can dawdle <laughs> down the street. <laughs> Take me to that. Can we get somebody to pull us in big red wagons? Yes. <laughs> I am down for that. Okay. Sold. Okay. Let's get a committee together for that. Yeah. We need somebody to pull us. We need a Krampuschnot <laughs> committee. <laughs> That sounds mean. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a sip. Yep, you should. I need my medicine. Get, get some more of that cough syrup, honey. Oh my gosh. This, I'm starting to feel it a little bit. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> sorry about the tink tink. That's our uh, metal bougie straws. I ain't sorry. Sorry, not sorry, as the kids say. Do all that. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> okay mom (laughs) Krampus's popularity in the US arguably peaked with the 2015 feature film Krampus which shouldn't be confused with the many other low budget Krampus movies I have a movie poster of the Krampus yeah let's make sure that we get y'all the right one yes it says you better watch out on the top and there's like a menacing Krampus hand yeah it's creepy holding a snow globe with like a dingy Santa jacket on. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen the movie. Yeah. Is it worth it? <sighs> Don't pay money to watch it. Okay. But okay. I mean, it's worth a watch. It's nothing spectacular. Oh, I'll, I'll watch it, but it's worth a watch. Although Krampus is relatively new to the U.S., this Alpine legend is the original bad Santa. <laughs> Some claimed that the expanding popularity of Krampus was a reaction to the commercialization of Christmas. For its part, Austria is attempting to commercialize the harsh persona of Krampus by selling chocolates, figurines, and collectible horns. Nice. Which I also probably want. Okay. If anybody's taking down a list of what I want for Christmas. (laughs) There are already complaints (laughs) that Krampus is becoming too commercialized and losing its edge because of his newfound popularity. Keep it real, people. Keep it real. I can still fucks with it. Yeah. I'm here for Krampus. So. I like it. Okay. That was Krampus. So, a coffee table book and t-shirts. Oh, and the gift bags. Yeah. Okay. All the things. Partridge in a pear tree. Yeah. Okay. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, for my next story, I said his name in the first one. Yeah. He appears in the office. <laughs> I'm bringing to you Belschnickel. Yeah, I love that name. 
For many children, having one's name on Santa's naughty list means coal in your stocking and no gifts under the tree come Christmas morning. But the Belschnickel, a creature of German folklore brought to Pennsylvania by immigrants, takes a different approach to children on his naughty list. Mm-hmm. Who is Belschnickel? Yeah. Belschnickel is a crotchety fur clad Christmas gift bringer. <laughs> crotchety. I love it. <laughs> in, in the folklore of the uh, Palatinate region of southwestern Germany. Girl, look at you. I know. Big words and everything. Yeah. The figure is also preserved in the Pennsylvania Dutch communities and Brazilian German communities, which I didn't realize was a thing. I didn't either. Yeah. Okay. That's a. Wow. That's a that's interesting a really combination. combination of people. Yeah. And I didn't know that was a thing. Nice. So, yeah. I may Google that. Yeah. He is thought to be based on a companion or servant of St. Nicholas. He is often adorned in animal fur, torn and dirty clothes, and will sometimes wear deer antlers atop his head. Why do they? What, what's up with the antlers and the horns? I don't know. Like, it's menacing. Maybe. Yeah, it's, that's true. It is yeah. meant to be. Okay. Hence the German word bells that translates into fur and nickel, which refers to St. Nicholas. Okay. Belsnickel, I like Belschnickel, like Dwight says it better. So that's yeah, I'm I like that it. too. Belschnickel is also referred to as um, Chris Kinkle, which sounds like Chris Kringle to me. Yeah. Beltsnickel and Pelsnickel. Okay. But we like Belschnickel better. Yeah. The Belschnickel travels alone and arrives at homes one or two weeks before Christmas. Like Santa, he determines if the children he visits are deserving of Christmas treats or discipline for their behavior. He carries a switch in his hand for the naughty and pockets full of cakes, candies, and nuts for well-behaved children. Yes. Upon his arrival, children are called upon to answer questions for him or sing him a song. In exchange, he throws cakes, candies, and nuts onto the floor. What? If children dive greedily for the treats or can't recount their good behavior throughout the year, the Belschnickel will threaten to swat their hands back with his switch. Oh. The well-mannered boys and girls get rewarded with the treats. Go to the notes. Okay. Because I was about to say, wh- why you got to throw them on the floor? <laughs> what? He's testing them. Yeah. No, now I get it. Go to the one that says Belschnickel with kids. And it's a picture showing uh-huh. him dropping the treats on the ground and the kids patiently waiting around him. some patiently there's a couple on his back already i wonder if they're already been like all right you don't get no treats (laughs) those are the ones he's taking with him little eager beavers Mm -hmm. oh my gosh (laughs) i did not expect him to look like that i've got other pictures yeah (laughs) the belschnickel's visit serves to remind children that they still have time to stay out of mischief before christmas day and Mm. to think twice before misbehaving okay for those who dare to meet the Belschnickel, plan to visit Pennsylvania's Americana region during the holiday season. Each year in early December, the Pennsylvania German Cultural Heritage Center holds Christmas on the farm in Cutstown. Okay. The annual event celebrates uh, Pennsylvania Dutch Christmas traditions, and the Belschnickel always makes an appearance. So, this Christmas, toast the legendary character with the Belschnickel Dark Lager, a locally brewed beer. So, if you're going to be up in Amish country and want to celebrate. Sure. A picture of the Belschnickel adorns the bottle's label, and cinnamon and ginger extracts add a festive taste to the lager. So, go look at the picture. That might be worth a try. Yeah. I don't usually I'm gonna have do to look the dark for ones, but... 
Oh, look how cute it is, though. Yeah, I know. It's so festive. And he has wheat in his hand instead of a birch branch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, they they did um, pretty him up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. He looks m- more friendly and festive. He's got them eyes, though. Crazy eyes. Mm-hmm. They always got the eyes. The tradition of Belschnickel was brought to Indiana by immigrants from the Palatinate. His garb could vary from one locality to another. Okay. He might wear a long black or brown coat or robe held together at the waist with a rope and a fur cat. Cat. <laughs> Jesus. No. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> and a fur cap or bearskin hat decorated with bells. Maybe I've had too know. much fireball. Kind of like a fur cat. Fur cat. <laughs> In this branch of the tradition, the father or other older male relative was often, quote, busy working outside uh-huh. or had to see to some matter elsewhere in the house when Pilsnickel or Belschnickel arrived. Belsnickling or Klausentrieben <laughs> was the running of groups of young men or youth dressed in false faces and fantastic costumes on Belschnickel night, the eve of the Feast of St. Nicholas or St. Nicholas Dog. And was the occasion of good-natured boisterousness. Oh, okay. Young men dressed in skins and furs would move through the streets of town or village rattling chains and bells. Nice. Yeah, so kind of like... Yeah, kind of like Krampus Runs. But if you go look at... um, Crap, which one was it? Belschnickel 2. That is an example of a Belschnickel costume for... Oh, my. Yes. Dude. He's got a coon skin on his head. Yeah. And he looks quite menacing. Yes. There's lots of antlers there. Get it, girl. (laughs) Yas, queen. (laughs) (laughs) The tradition also exists in parts of Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, the prairie provinces of Canada, and some communities in the Brazilian state of Santa Catarina. Okay. There are scarier versions of the Belschnickel. Uh, oh. Legend has it that he used to drag naughty children into the forest and make them pay for their mischievous behavior throughout the year. Oh, well, that explains the ones in his back. Yeah, so go look at uh, Belschnickel. This is quite terrifying. Okay. Zoom in on the face. That's some kind of mask thing. I don't Ew. know. That is terrifying. Ew. I know. Why? Oh, it looks like one of those those dolls. Oh, like the Russian dolls. Ew. Other stories suggest that he used to kidnap naughty children from their beds and never return them to their parents. However, Belschnickel would often give them a chance to redeem themselves if they deserved it. Oh, good. (laughs) It's all about second chances. Yeah. They were either made to dance, do tricks, sing, or recite poems, depending on what Belschnickel wanted to hear. Does that sound a little perverted to anybody else? Just me? Maybe a little bit, yeah. Uh, Okay. All right. Now that you've pointed that out, the story of Belschnickel is enough to um, inculcate fear in children. Nowadays, the story of Belschnickel is recited or even depicted in parts of Germany to wreak some Christmas havoc for good humor and to scare naughty children. Yeah, I'm here for it. <laughs> Belschnickel made his way into pop culture on the hit TV show, The Office. Yes! <laughs> Go look at the notes. Yeah. And a picture of Dwight dressed oh. up as Belschnickel. <laughs> look how happy he was. Precious little Dwight. Look at him. That is... 
cheer or fear, Belschnickel is here. <laughs> Do I declare you impish? Oh my god. Oh my god. That is so good. Do I declare you impish or admirable? <laughs> she freaking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Set in Scranton, Pennsylvania, the episode Dwight Christmas in season nine <laughs> features character Dwight Schrute dressed as the Belschnickel for an office holiday party. Dwight remarks, some people were born to be bad. I was born to be Belschnickel Y'all. and goes on to judge his co-workers on their past year's behavior. <laughs> Y'all have to go watch it. <laughs> it is so good. <laughs> Yes. It's one of the best ones. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. So I'm going to uh, leave you guys here with a poem okay. that I found called Christmas Time in the Land of Belschnickel by Matthew Burns. All right. There is a land of wilderness glades and craggy cliffs of hidden coves and ancient forests, home of Belschnickel. Among the stark forests under the roots of a great oak tree, there is a limestone cavern that is completely hidden from view. In this dank cavern, Belschnickel makes his home. He is hairy and covered in animal pelts with moss in his hair and lichens on his skin. He lives in the cave with his loyal servant, Rupert. Rupert. I didn't hear shit about Rupert, just saying. Rupert is donned in the same manner as Belschnickel, only he is even dirtier. Blackened from the soot of many fires and smudged with the grease of many meals. Can you imagine the smell in that cave? I'm not here for that. Every year, when it gets to be about this time of year, when the leaves have been shed, the winter winds start to howl, and the forest creatures prepare for winter in their own way, Belschnickel and Rupert start plotting. Plotting mischief and mayhem of wreaking havoc on the intruders who live in their valley, they regale in events of seasons past when they scared cattle, carried away children, and spread fear throughout the countryside. Belschnickel has also been known to feed wild onions to the dairy cows, so their milk will taste of onions and will be unfit for the use by the intruders. What an That's asshole. <laughs> but most of all, Belschnickel and Rupert await Christmas Eve when everyone is indoors reveling in the merriment of the season. That is when Belschnickel becomes most embittered for being disturbed. He loves the winter solstice, but can't even bay at the moon without the intruders hunting him with their ferocious hounds. Belschnickel reckons that if he can't celebrate, neither will they. Oh, okay, Grinch. (laughs) Right? Oh, my gosh. Late in the night, he and Rupert go from house to house, prying open the windows and breaking down doors, seeking vengeance. They will yank children from their slumber and beat them with switches. Rupert hopes to toss a few in his sack as well. (laughs) At these thoughts, pure joy shows on the face of Belschnickel and Rupert. Primitive chuckles erupt from Rupert's snaggled mouth. They are both anxious for the night to fall and to begin their night of havoc. Oh, my God. So, that was Belschnickel. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. So, so good. Oh, my God. I love it. And I want to go to New Orleans for fucking Krampusnot or whatever. I'm going to have to Google it. Yeah. I got to know. We got to go. Yeah, we got to find that. Mm-hmm. ASAP. So, uh-huh. all my fireball has settled to the bottom since I was reading and not drinking. Yeah, I'm going to have to make another one. It's mm. gone. Mm. Oh, my. <clears throat> <laughs> What is that face? 
That one <clears throat> may have a little bit more fireball in it than I intended. I didn't get that. I noticed it was warmer. It's warmer. There it is. Yes, ma'am. Oh, God. I'm here for it. Oh, cleaning my sinuses up. Yeah, dude, that feels phenomenal. Phenomenal on the phone. Phenomenal. (laughs) Phenomena. Also, that's what she said. Feels phenomenal on the throat. <laughs> I got you something to coat your throat, baby. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, okay, <laughs> let's get to my case. <laughs> I ready? Are you though? For realsies. Okay, I did too as well. My first one. Is called Frau Perchta. Mm-hmm. Frau Perchta, sometimes known as the belly slitter. <laughs> for the <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, you're welcome. For the trademark punishment she's said to inflict on disobedient or lazy children. Um, she's a figure of Alpine folklore of Austria and Germany in many ways similar to Krampus. Man, they're fucked off over there. Right? <laughs> I'm loving it. <laughs> Frau Perchta isn't as well known as Krampus these days, which is a shame because this Christmas time goddess slash witch slash all around terrifying gal deserves a lot more press. She's a staple in the Alpine regions of southern Germany and Austria, but relatively under the radar in North America. But who is Frau Perchta or what is Frau Perchta? Is she an evil hag who kills lazy women and children? Or is she a beautiful lady who protects babies, women, and children? The answer is both. Okay. Yeah. In Germanic pagan tradition, the goddess Berchta, or Bertha, meaning bright or shining one, protected women and children. Bertha, the lady in white or white lady, was considered the alpine cousin of Frau Hol... 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 I don't... I don't... I didn't look it up. Holly? I like Holly. That's pretty. I mean, it's Christmas time, like Holly. (laughs) The Nordic goddess Frigga. (laughs) As the white lady, she was associated with beautiful birch trees and watched over the forest and all the wildlife in it. She was the spirit guide who led the... What? Who led the dead into the afterlife. I'm okay. Her duty was to care for Heimchen... The children who died in infancy. Aww. I have a picture of Birchda. Okay. She's the pretty white one. Okay. I didn't label them. Oh, oh she's lovely. Isn't she beautiful, though? Yes. I mean, she's almost glowing. I know. She's gorgeous. With all the feathers? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mm-hmm. see you, boo-boo. Yeah. Got jewelry. Birchda was considered the goddess of in-between places. She can be found between safety and danger, between life and death, and on Birchlandtog, the Epiphany, the goddess of the time between the years. But Birchda's dual nature meant that she was also depicted as an old crone. The Spinston Dupin Frau, Spinston Frau, or Spinning Room Lady, with Spinster. a st- yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. Um, with a splayed foot, possibly from years of working the treadle on a spinning wheel. Treadle? Treadle? Tre- 
whatever. I don't know. Or Goosefoot indicating <laughs> that she was a shapeshifter who cared for animals and a cane. Okay. She is often depicted with a beaked nose made of iron, dressed in rags, perhaps carrying a cane. But this old crone packs a mighty punch and carries a long knife hidden under her skirt. She also bears a resemblance to the Scandinavian goddess Frigga, and both of them share one obsession in common, spinning, specifically, and domestic neatness. Not the chick for me. She would hate my house. Don't come to my house, girl. Just don't. Mm-mm. Okay, so I have a picture of Perchta. Okay. Okay, that's a schnoz. It's, uh, yeah. I have two pictures of her. There's one where she's standing with a man. Okay, I'm looking at the other one. Okay, that's like the oldest photo, I believe. And then the other one of like the witchy looking face, that's... That's, that's the one I'm looking that's at a now. Mask that they wear, like to the. Okay, let me see the old one. Perched. In okay. Tog. Wow, that is disturbing. Yeah. Yeah, that is disturbing. Yeah, it's pretty. She's hideous. Sorry. Honey. Can I just say that the border on that picture is gorgeous? Which one? The old one with yeah. standing with the dude. Right. Yeah, the picture super disturbing. The border is really really pretty. Yeah, I don't like that mask. That one's creepier. Uh-uh. I can't like it. Yeah. So, as women became a larger part of the economy with their spinning and weaving, Birchda checked to make sure young women had completed their spinning for the year. Laziness was not tolerated. Again, don't come to my house. Don't come to my house. (laughs) The end of the year is a time for putting new resolutions or goals into place. Unfinished projects are a weight that holds you back from growth or change. A clear mind, a clear workspace allows for new growth. Mind your damn business. (laughs) Frankly, she's pretty judgy. Right? Really? Um, She's really judgy about the state of your home for a woman who dresses in all rags. Mm -hmm. Hypocrite. Legend has it that you better get all your flax spun by the 12th night, which is January 6th, for when the Christmas season was over, it would be time to set up the big upright loom, at which time you must have enough thread to warp it and start your weaving. End of quote. I don't know. And what's Frau Perchta's punishment for those lazy ladies who haven't finished all of their weaving? In Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, there were numerous tales of Frau Perchta trampling and even even setting fire to the half-spun fibers. Bitch. Mm-hmm. And should you really irritate her? Like, say, not only is your flax not spun, but your house is a total mess. <laughs> um, and you failed to leave out a traditional bowl of porridge for her? Well, then her rampaging will extend far beyond your unkept spinning room. She'll do nothing less than steal into your bedroom, disembowel you, and replace your guts with rocks and straw. Oh, my God. Don't fuck with Frau Perchta. (laughs) I just don't feel like the punishment fits the crime. (laughs) Frau Perchta, zero chill. Zero fucks given. Fuck's She's over it. She's like, look, bitches. No. I'm tired of y'all having nasty houses. Get with it. I'm, we're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but Perchta does more than just check up on your spinning. Other legends equate Frau Perchta with the legend of the wild hunt and say that she flies through the night sky attended by an army of lost souls, including demonic looking Perchton. 
her army of servants who are visually nearly indistinguishable from Krampus. Okay. Mm-hmm. The only way to know for sure is context. Krampus rides abroad at St. Nicholas Eve, while the Perchton tend to ride more toward the Epiphany and the last three day, three Thursdays before Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Um, also known as the Birchstool Nights or the Knocking Nights. Okay. Also among her army of the night are the souls of unbaptized children. That's creepy. Legend has it, if you hear the wind and thunder roaring and rumbling through the mountains on the Birchstool Nights, you're really hearing the sounds of Perchta leading the wild hunt. Okay. If a child were found to be a liar... Perchta would scrape out his eyes with a glass. Oh, my God. <laughs> if she was unsatisfied with your behavior, left a dirty home, or worst of all, the spinning over the year was unfinished, she would slice open your belly. She would also do this to the kids. That's when she would stuff the straw in the pebbles and then stomp the unfinished work with her deformed goose foot. I cannot even. So... This January 6th, instead of crying that Christmas is over, why not celebrate Perchentog by telling your kids they'd better clean up their rooms or Frau Perchta will come and disembowel them in the night. Kids love that sort of thing. Happy holidays! (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Are you going to tell Asher that Frau Perchta is going to come disembowel her if she doesn't clean her room? Well, I mean, maybe not go that far with it. But <laughs> Google Frau Perchta. Yeah. <laughs> look that one up, honey bunny. <laughs> okay. Asher would just look at me and be like, okay, do you want to play with George? <laughs> <laughs> He's been asking me all day to play with Curious George. That's been a thing. I was about to say, you mean the monkey? Or like, yeah. is there a new George? No, Curious George the monkey. It's a thing at our house. Ooh, I kind of have some monkeys to talk about. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. The Calakanzuri. You ready? I think so. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) While Americans have their cute elves and parts of Europe have the Tomten, parts of Greece must contend with dim-witted goblins called the Calakanzuri. Yeah. Okay. During the year, these cute little guys are forced to live underground. Here they spend their time sawing away at the pagan world tree in hopes of bringing it down, forcing the earth to collapse in on itself and basically killing us and everything we know. Neat. Yeah. (laughs) On Christmas morning, the Kalakansari are allowed to roam the earth, distracting them from their goal of bringing about the apocalypse. Sure. All right. For the next 12 days, they spend their time scaring humans and being general annoyances. I have a picture of these little shitheads dancing around a tree. Okay. Trying to take it down. Okay. Aren't they cute? Oh, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I know some uh, Calicanzaris. Yeah. Zuris. 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 I've heard it both both ways. Whoever they are. So... They are mischievous little Greek goblins. 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 Whatever. Elves or gnomes. Descriptions of them vary from the fairly benign to the downright gruesome. At their best, they are beautiful centaurs. Okay. That's actually the translation of the Greek word. Okay. 
Um, at their worst, they are small, dark creatures with a human aspects, but uh, have animal parts, rat tails or donkey ears, or monkey arms, or boar tusks. Okay. Their eyes burn with a devilish fire, but they don't see very well. They smell terrible. No doubt in part due to their diet, insects and frogs. Sure. They are mischievous and impish like little Irish leprechauns. Okay. Would you like to see a picture of the creepy little centaur dudes? Sure. Okay, it's the second picture. He's in the snow. Oh, my. Yeah. I can't like him. Why are his arms so long? I know, he's so creepy looking. I don't like it. He's staring at my soul. He is. And smiling. Yeah. At the same time. He's freaking me out. Yep, I'm clicking off. Yeah. Later, dude. They come up to the surface of the earth during the 12 days of Christmas from the end of December when the sun will not move again until the 6th of January. Okay. The epiphany. A trend. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they cause all sorts of trouble and mischief. They're said to be small, black, and male, well-endowed, mostly blind, with long black tails. They speak with a lisp and eat small creatures such as worms, snails, and frogs. They only come out at night and are afraid of the sun, fire, and holy water. Are we just grazing over the fact that you said they're well endowed? <laughs> yep. Are we just grazing over that? <laughs> that is one of their characteristics that was mentioned more than once. So I felt like I needed to I include it. I know. How do we know that they're well endowed? I have a picture of one. Do they that- procreate? They're all male, so how would that... Then what do they need that for? I have so many questions. To be mischievous and cause (laughs) annoyances. Of course they would all be (laughs) well-endowed men. (laughs) Wreaking havoc and causing mischief. Okay, it all makes sense now. Yeah, okay. We see a pattern. (coughs) It all falls into place. Yeah. They enter houses any way they can, through windows, down chimneys, through keyholes, and any cracks that they may find in walls and around doors. If they do succeed in gaining entry into your home, you can expect some aggravating and disgusting pranks, putting out fires, rearranging furniture, and defecating in any open containers of food or sure signs that you are dealing with one of these creatures. Okay. Yep, they Why poop are in the you food. Leaving open containers of food? Question one. Yeah, I mean it's back in the old days. Come on, y'all. Don't. Well, even now, don't leave food out. And why would they shit in your food? Because they're little assholes. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay. I'm not even done yet. <laughs> Expectant mothers have had <laughs> an added worry about this time of year. As it is believed that any child born over the holy nights risks turning into a calicantari. So. So that's how they become. Okay. Yeah. That's how you turn into one. So what mothers did to protect their infants from this terrible fate. (laughs) They burned their baby's toes over an open fire. What in the actual (laughs) fuck? If you didn't have a baby. And the smell of burning flesh, burning baby flesh to worry about. You could also try to keep the little goblin out of your house by hanging a pig's jawbone over your doorway. Why not do that instead of burning your kid's toes? What <laughs> well, the that's fuck? just when they, you know, if they were okay. born during that, that time frame of them wreaking havoc and. 
that's ridiculousness. Pulling Dahmers and <laughs> okay, <laughs> all that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could make it more festive by hanging like some holly or some tinsel added to it. You know, yes. Sure. I'm here Why for not? It. I'm going to incorporate some pig's jawbone into our Christmas decorations. Hang it over the doorway. There we go. <laughs> Keep them little fuckers out. This is my favorite part. You ready? Yep. Don't have any pig parts handy? Don't fret. <laughs> you can have a wedding for some logs. What? Yes, I really just said that. I knew you were going to do it. Because <laughs> I did the same oh thing. Oh, my God. If you fashion a log from a male named tree and one from a female named tree... Next, conduct a wedding ceremony between the two logs. I cannot fucking even. If you do, please take photos and send them to us. <laughs> I would like to see this. Then you burn them in your fireplace. At least you don't have to worry about the honeymoon. Pause. Okay. <laughs> so, I need to... A male-named tree and a female-named tree. Yeah. So, how do we determine that? Your guess is as good as mine. Okay. Like, can so you just like, go name a tree? This is Henry and this is Gertrude. Or like a magnolia tree would be a girl. Maybe. Maybe like a pine tree or a pecan tree with nuts would be a god tree. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We've determined it. And a magnolia with a flower. There we go. There we go. We have pecan trees and magnolia trees in Louisiana. We're doing it. There you tradition. go. We're going to marry the logs, you guys. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> It might be fun to get fucked up and marry some logs. I'm just saying. A couple more drunken Rudolphs. We may have a good, good Oh, my God. For sure. And one more. Saying. I'd be. <laughs> I'd get online and become an officiant so I could marry him. Oh, my God. I'm here for that. That's, that's it. That's our Christmas plans, you guys. That's what we will be doing over the break. Mm-hmm. Yep. If that happens, we'll send proof. We definitely will. <laughs> Finally, on Epiphany, the Calicansari are forced back under forced back underground, only to discover their entire years of work gone. The world tree, all that sawing, has been for nothing. Oh no! It's it's all repaired. It's healed itself, and in their absence, they must begin their work all over again. Well, that's what they get for abandoning their life's work. I'm just saying. Yeah. Quit being little fuckers and get to work. Get your work done. Various story, various stories of creepy Christmas imps and demons from other cultures may have them appearing on the twelfth day as werewolves and witches. But yeah. so in Greek folklore, there are lots of these mischievous, troublesome little imps known as the Calican. I can't say the plural word. Calican Zora, Zori, Zori, Zori. Oi. Sure. Oi. Oi. <laughs> Oi. Maybe up to 20 and furthermore, they all have their own names and traits. Are you ready for some that yes. I found? I'm so excited. Okay. I did not have time with Thanksgiving to look up the pronunciations of these. So this is going to be fun. Ready? Yeah. The Katachas Nanas. Katachanas. 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 They can't stop eating. He can't get enough and eats everything in sight. It's me. It's me. He also (laughs) sinks something Uh, Maybe not. Maybe not. (laughs) 
Magaris has a big, fat, drum-like belly and leaves terrible, filthy smells all over people's food. He's the one shitting in the damn food. Mm, I have a feeling there's a few of those. Okay. Malaganus is a slick one. He craves attention and will do anything to get it. He deceives children's children's. He deceives children with sweet words, enabling them to filch their sweets from from them. Maybe I'm him. Yeah. Okay. Stealing candy from a baby. Yeah. Mentrakukos or Pros, nailed it or Kutos Kutsos, whatever. He's the chief, stocky, short-legged, clumsy, ugly, and dangerous to know. He hides away all day, and at night he goes out and teases women. Okay. Mm. Maybe that's where that in Well Endowed part comes in. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, baby. <laughs> okay. Copsomesitis. <laughs> that sounds like an illness. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't come out tonight. I have the copsomensitis. <laughs> <laughs> this one is a lame hunchback with a weakness for pancakes with honey. Okay, I'm here for that. Yeah, I mean, okay. Malapertus? Malapertus? Ma- I like malapertus. Malapertus. I'm here for it. Uh, if housewives forget to make sure lids are on pans whilst cooking food, this one will grab that chance to urinate over what's cooking. What? <laughs> I cannot even. <laughs> Shit's Col- nasty. Colovalonis. <laughs> Colovalonis. Colovalonis. Yes. I love it. It is as long as a string of macaroni with a tail that ends in an arrow and can easily pass through keyholes, sieve, and colander holes. He's extremely agile and fast in his mu- movements. He's as long as a string of macaroni. Yep. Macaroni's not long. He's a little beady. Okay. Pararitis. Also, also sounds like a skin disease. <laughs> Has a long, soft nose like an elephant. He shows up shortly before the rooster crows and has a great deal of talent of mimicking people's voices. <gasps> okay. <sighs> Here we go. <laughs> Catsipodiaris. 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 <laughs> or Megas Calicanzaros. Goatfoot. Zorro. <laughs> yeah, Zorro. <laughs> Goatfoot is the boss. Vicious, miserable, rude, lazy, and bald with a goat's leg. Not a pretty picture. Okay. Wherever he goes, he brings, he brings disaster. Okay. Planetarium. <laughs> well, that one just sticks out. Okay. Uh, planet deceives people because he has the ability to transform into an animal. That does not go with planetarium. No, it doesn't. It doesn't go with his name. This one doesn't really. Slot machine. <laughs> okay. Slot has one short arm and one long arm. He often becomes terribly confused and falls about all over the place. Well, what good is he? Vatracucos. Okay. Is huge and looks just like a frog. That's terrifying. Copsalacalus. <laughs> Nailed it. Co- <laughs> Copacilius. Has huge 
teeth, which hang over his lips. He likes to make fun of priests, and that's why he usually wears a fake priest hat. Okay. Pongonos. So he looks like a bulldog and wears a priest hat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pongonos is lame, said to have, have become so from a kick from Morrow's donkey. A village girl who was once chased by Pogonos and wanted to make her his wife, but she hid in the bags of flour that she loaded on her donkey, and she escaped. But he was like, hang on, baby, I got this giant schlong for you. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Where are you going? What you doing? Where are you going? <laughs> hey, girl. Say, <laughs> <Stay>, baby, say. <stay. laughs> What's you doing tonight? <laughs> How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> so, would you like to know how to protect yourself? Other than marrying logs? <laughs> yes, I'd like to know. Okay. It's said that if you leave a colander on your doorstep at night, the Calicansori, who can only count to two and consider the number three holy and will kill themselves before pronouncing it, will spend all night counting the holes. Oh, God. The only... <laughs> ever <laughs> they only ever reach the number okay hold on i got the giggles <laughs> they they only ever reach the number two and start again as to not utter the word three so okay. they just stand there and one two one two one two one two why not one, just put down the colander and walk away <laughs> not that smart i can't at sunrise they disappear without having time to cause any mischief Another form of protection is to mark a door, your door with a black cross on Christmas Eve. Right. Yet another is to burn a smelly shoe in the fire. The smell, the foul smell will keep them away. Um, no thanks. Nope. (laughs) So I'm going to marry logs and put colanders on my doors. (laughs) Yeah. That should be good. Yeah. So, you know, make sure you burn your Yule log over the duration of the winter. Until the sun is on the move again. So that's where that comes from. Because mm-hmm. it's during the Yule Tide stuff. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. There you go. All so, right. on the 6th of January, make sure you get your colanders out. Throw a nasty shoe in the fire. Marry a couple logs and <laughs> put a, a Put a pig jaw over your door. Marry yeah. some logs. <laughs> All right. There you go. <laughs> Got it. Voila. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. <laughs> you saying that i watched Step Brothers again last night y'all don't at me with that i love that movie and that dude is still in the office and he's like pow are you saying pow or bow or pow <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking stupid that it cracks me up every time i just can't i can't Step Brothers is a shit if you don't watch it you're probably not cool definitely not yeah so that means I have to go watch it because I still haven't watched it from the last time I said I was going to go back and watch it. Bitch, it's on Netflix. Get I the know. Program. Uh, and then watch Elf. Oh, I've already watched Elf this year. Back to back Wolf Arrows. Yeah. It's good times. Love me some Elf. Yeah, me too. Well, guys, my our little oddballs, that, that's it for a month. That's all we got. I hope you liked it. If you did like it, Go, go write and review us. Ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> we still have stickers. Yes. Where the, where the, honestly, where the hell are y'all at? 
Come on. We have free stuff to give away. Stay tuned for things to come. (laughs) We'll have more free things to give away in the Mm -hmm. future. Contests and such. We've got different things coming up that we want to do with you guys and for you guys. We promise we will make this break worth your while. In the meantime, you can go catch up on all of our stuff. There's 26 episodes now, you guys. Come on. You guys. (laughs) You guys. I don't know. That just keeps coming out tonight. It's the fireball. It's the fireball. I feel my face getting warm. Mm-hmm. My cheeks feel I might flushed. not need this hoodie anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. That's it. I don't have anything else to say. Go rate and review us. Go follow us on all the stuffs. We're on Twitter, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's keep in touch. Have happy holidays. Have a very, very, very happy holiday. Merry Christmas. All of that. Yes. If you guys have any, like, suggestions, if anything pops into your head of cool hump day treats or especially local stuff. We love local stuff. Yeah, we kind of got out of doing that a little bit. Yeah. Well, the holidays came up and we started getting festive. Yes. But if you guys have any suggestions for that or subjects you might like us to cover in the future Mm -hmm. or if you have any stories that happen to you. Still feel free to send that stuff in. We'll still be checking all our social media and all that good stuff. So, Yeah, because I will tell you this. Every case that has been suggested to us, we're working it in. Yes. It might not pop up right away, but I promise you we found it's on a spot the list. for it. Yes. Yeah. So but we love that. All right. I guess that's all I got. Oh, um, thanks, Amanda, for art. And thanks, Stephen, <laughs> for editing. And thanks, Craig, for music. Yeah. And Thank that's you. it. Happy holidays. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) That was so not intentional. No, was it? Okay. You're welcome, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.